Part two of the Clouds by Aristophanes. Translated by William James Hickey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Part two. Chorus. Well, go in peace for the sake of this your valor. May prosperity attend the man, because being advanced into the vale of years, he imbues his intellect with modern subjects and cultivates wisdom turning to the audience spectators i will freely declare to you the truth by bacchus who nurtured me so may i conquer and be accounted skilful as that deeming you to be clever spectators and this to be the cleverest of my comedies i thought proper to let you first taste that comedy which gave me the greatest labour and then i retired from the contest defeated by vulgar fellows though i did not deserve it these things therefore i object to you a learned audience for whose sake i was expending this labour but not even thus will i ever willingly desert the discerning portion of you for since what time my modest man and my rake were very highly praised here by an audience with whom it is a pleasure even to hold converse and i for i was still a virgin and it was not lawful for me as yet to have children exposed my offspring and another girl took it up and owned it and you generously reared and educated it from this time i have had sure pledges of your good will toward me now therefore like that well-known electra has this comedy come seeking if haply it meet with an audience so clever for it will recognize if it should see the lock of its brother but see how modest she is by nature who in the first place has come having stitched to her no leathern phallus hanging down red at the top and thick to set the boys a-laughing nor yet jeered the bald-headed nor danced the cordax nor does the old man who speaks the verses beat the person near him with his staff keeping out of sight wretched ribaldry nor has she rushed in with torches nor does she shout yo yo but has come relying on herself and her verses and i although so excellent a poet do not give myself airs nor do i seek to deceive you by twice and thrice bringing forward the same pieces but i am always clever at introducing new fashions not at all resembling each other and all of them clever who struck cleon in the belly when at the height of his power and could not bear to attack him afterward when he was down but these scribblers when once hyperbolus has given them a handle keep ever trampling on this wretched man and his mother eupolis indeed first of all craftily introduced his maricus having basely base fellow spoiled by altering my play of the nights having added to it for the sake of the cordax a drunken old woman whom phrynichus long ago poetized whom the whale was for devouring then again hermippus made verses on hyperbolus and now all others press hard upon hyperbolus imitating my simile of the eels whoever therefore laughs at these let him not take pleasure in my attempts but if you are delighted with me and my inventions in times to come you will seem to be wise i first invoke to join our choral band the mighty jupiter ruling on high the monarch of gods and the potent master of the trident the fierce upheaver of earth and briny sea and our father of great renown most august ether life supporter of all and the horse guider who fills the plain of the earth with exceeding bright beams a mighty deity among gods and mortals most clever spectators come give us your attention for having been injured we blame you to your faces for though we benefit the state most of all the gods to us alone of the deities you do not offer sacrifice nor yet pour libations who watch over you 
for if there should be any expedition without prudence then we either thunder or drizzle small rain and then when you were for choosing as your general the paphlagonian tanner hateful to the gods we contracted our brows and were enraged and thunder burst through the lightning and the moon forsook her usual paths and the sun immediately drew in his wick to himself and declared he would not give you light if cleon should be your general nevertheless you chose him for they say that ill counsel is in this city that the gods however turn all these your mismanagements to a prosperous issue and how this also shall be advantageous we will easily teach you if you should convict the cormorant cleon of bribery and embezzlement and then make fast his neck in the stocks the affair will turn out for the state to the ancient form again if you have mismanaged in any way and to a prosperous issue hear me again king phoebus delian apollo who inhabitest the high-peaked cynthian rock and thou blessed goddess who inhabitest the all-golden house of ephesus in which lydian damsels greatly reverence thee and thou our national goddess swayer of the aegis minerva guardian of the city and thou reveller bacchus who inhabiting the parnassian rock sparklest with torches conspicuous among the delphic bacchanals when we had got ready to set out hither the moon met us and commanded us first to greet the athenians and their allies and then declared that she was angry for that she had suffered dreadful things though she benefits you all not in words but openly in the first place not less than a drachma every month for torches so that also all when they went out of an evening were wont to say boy don't buy a torch for the moonlight is beautiful and she says she confers other benefits on you but that you do not observe the days at all correctly but confuse them up and down so that she says the gods are constantly threatening her when they are defrauded of their dinner and depart home not having met with the regular feast according to the number of the days and then when you ought to be sacrificing you are inflicting tortures and litigating and often while we gods are observing a fast when we mourn for memnon or sarpedon you are pouring libations and laughing for which reason hyperbolus having obtained the lot this year to be hieromnemon was afterward deprived by us gods of his crown for thus he will know better than he ought to spend the days of his life according to the moon enter socrates socrates by respiration and chaos and air i have not seen any man so boorish nor so impracticable nor so stupid nor so forgetful who while learning some little petty quibbles forgets them before he has learned them nevertheless i will certainly call him out here to the light where is strepsiades come forth with your couch strepsiades from within the bugs do not permit me to bring it forth socrates make haste and lay it down and give me your attention enter strepsiades strepsiades very well socrates come now what do you now wish to learn first of those things in none of which you have ever been instructed tell me about measures or rhythms or verses strepsiades i should prefer to learn about measures for it is but lately that i was cheated out of two kinesses by a meal huckster socrates i do not ask you this but which you account the most beautiful measure the trimeter or the tetrameter strepsiades make a wager then with me if the semi sextarius be not a tetrameter socrates go to the devil how boorish you are and dull of learning perhaps you may be able to learn about rhythms strepsiades but what good will rhythms do me for a living 
socrates in the first place to be clever at an entertainment understanding what rhythm is for the war dance and what again according to the dactyl strepsiades according to the dactyl by jove but i know it socrates tell me pray strepsiades what else but this finger formerly indeed when i was yet a boy this here socrates you are boorish and stupid strepsiades for i do not desire you wretch to learn any of these things socrates what then strepsiades that that the most unjust cause socrates but you must learn other things before these namely what quadrupeds are properly masculine strepsiades i know the males if i am not mad krios tragos tauros kuon electrion socrates do you see what you are doing you are calling both the female and the male electrion in the same way strepsiades how pray come tell me socrates how the one with you is electrion and the other is electrion also strepsiades yea by neptune how now ought i to call them socrates the one electriina and the other elector strepsiades electriina capital by the air so that in return for this lesson alone i will feel your cardipas full of barley meal on all sides socrates see see there again is another blunder you make cardipas which is feminine to be masculine strepsiades in what way do i make cardipas masculine socrates most assuredly just as if you were to say cleonymus strepsiades good sir cleonymus had no kneading trough but kneaded his bread in a round mortar how ought i to call it henceforth socrates how call it cardipi as you call sostrati strepsiades cardipi in the feminine socrates for so you speak it rightly strepsiades but that would make it cardipi cleonomy socrates you must learn one more thing about names what are masculine and what of them are feminine strepsiades i know what are female socrates tell me pray strepsiades lysilla philina clitagora demetria socrates what names are masculine strepsiades thousands philoxenus milesius aminius socrates but you wretch these are not masculine strepsiades are they not males with you socrates by no means for how would you call amenius if you met him strepsiades how would i call thus come hither come hither amenia socrates do you see you call amenius a woman strepsiades is it not then with justice who does not serve in the army but why should i learn these things that we all know socrates it is no use by jupiter having reclined yourself down here strepsiades what must i do socrates think out some of your own affairs strepsiades not here pray i beseech you but if i must suffer me to excogitate these very things on the ground socrates there is no other way exit socrates strepsiades unfortunate man that i am what a penalty shall i this day pay to the bugs chorus now meditate and examine closely and roll yourself about in every way having wrapped yourself up and quickly when you fall into a difficulty spring to another mental contrivance but let delightful sleep be absent from your eyes strepsiades atatai atatai 
chorus what ails you why are you distressed strepsiades wretched man i am perishing the corinthians coming out from the bed are biting me and devouring my sides and drinking up my life-blood and tearing away my flesh and digging through my vitals and will annihilate me chorus do not now be very grievously distressed strepsiades why how when my money is gone my complexion gone my life gone and my slipper gone and furthermore in addition to these evils with singing the night watches i am almost gone myself re-enter socrates socrates ho you what are you about are you not meditating trepsiades i yea by neptune socrates and what pray have you thought strepsiades whether any bit of me will be left by the bugs socrates you will perish most wretchedly strepsiades but my good friend i have already perished socrates you must not give in but must wrap yourself up for you have to discover a device for abstracting and a means of cheating walks up and down while strepsiades wraps himself up in the blankets strepsiades ah me would pray someone would throw over me a swindling contrivance from the sheepskins socrates come now i will first see this fellow what he is about ho you are you asleep strepsiades no by apollo i am not socrates have you got anything strepsiades no by jupiter certainly not socrates nothing at all strepsiades nothing except what i have in my right hand socrates will you not quickly cover yourself up and think of something strepsiades about what for do you tell me this o socrates socrates do you yourself first find out and state what you wish strepsiades you have heard a thousand times what i wish about the interest so that i may pay no one socrates come then wrap yourself up and having given your mind play with subtlety revolve your affairs by little and little rightly distinguishing and examining strepsiades ah me unhappy man socrates keep quiet and if you be puzzled in any one of your conceptions leave it and go and then set your mind in motion again and lock it up strepsiades in great glee o oh, dearest little socrates socrates what old man strepsiades i have got a device for cheating them of the interest socrates exhibit it strepsiades now tell me this pray if i were to purchase a thessalian witch and draw down the moon by night and then shut it up as if it were a mirror in a round crest case and then carefully keep it socrates what good pray would this do you strepsiades what if the moon were to rise no longer anywhere i should not pay the interest socrates why so pray strepsiades because the money is lent out by the month socrates capital but i will again propose to you another clever question if a suit of five talents should be entered against you tell me how you would obliterate it strepsiades how how i do not know but i must seek socrates do not then always revolve your thoughts about yourself but slack away your mind into the air like a cockchafer tied with a thread by the foot strepsiades i have found a very clever method of getting rid of my suit so that you yourself would acknowledge it socrates of what description strepsiades have you ever seen this stone in the chemist's shops the beautiful and transparent one from which they kindle fire socrates do you mean the burning glass strepsiades i do 
come what would you say pray if i were to take this when the clerk was entering the suit and were to stand at a distance in the direction of the sun thus and melt out the letters of my suit socrates cleverly done by the graces strepsiades oh how i am delighted that a suit of five talents has been cancelled socrates come now quickly seize upon this strepsiades what socrates how when engaged in a lawsuit you could overturn the suit when you were about to be cast because you had no witnesses strepsiades most readily and easily socrates tell me pray strepsiades well now i'll tell you if while one suit was still pending before mine was called on i were to run away and hang myself socrates you talk nonsense strepsiades by the gods would i for no one will bring action against me when i am dead socrates you talk nonsense be gone i can't teach you any longer strepsiades why so yea by the gods o socrates socrates you straightway forget whatever you learn for what now was the first thing you were taught tell me strepsiades hmm, come let me see nay what was the first what was the first nay what was the thing in which we need our flower ah me what was it socrates will you not pack off to the devil you most forgetful and most stupid old man strepsiades ah me what then pray what will become of me wretched man for i shall be utterly undone if i do not learn to ply the tongue come o ye clouds give me some good advice chorus we old man advise you if you have a son grown up to send him to learn in your stead strepsiades well i have a fine handsome son but he is not willing to learn what must i do chorus but do you permit him strepsiades yes for he is robust in body and in good health and is come of the high-plumed dames of kisira i will go for him and if he be not willing i will certainly drive him from my house to socrates go in and wait for me a short time exit chorus do you perceive that you are soon to obtain the greatest benefits through us alone of the gods for this man is ready to do everything that you bid him but you while the man is astounded and evidently elated having perceived it will quickly fleece him to the best of your power exit socrates for matters of this sort are somehow accustomed to turn the other way enter strepsiades and phidippides strepsiades by mist you certainly shall not stay here any longer but go and gnaw the columns of megacles phidippides my good sir what is the matter with you o father you are not in your senses by olympian jupiter strepsiades see see olympian jupiter what folly to think of your believing in jupiter as old as you are phidippides why pray did you laugh at this strepsiades reflecting that you are a child and have antiquated notions yet however approach that you may know more and i will tell you a thing by learning which you will be a man but see that you do not teach this to any one phidippides well what is it strepsiades you swore now by jupiter phidippides i did strepsiades seest thou then how good a thing is learning there is no jupiter o phidippides phidippides who then strepsiades vortex reigns having expelled jupiter phidippides bah why do you talk foolishly strepsiades be assured that it is so phidippides who says this 
strepsiades socrates the melian and chirophon who knows the footmarks of fleas phidippides have you arrived at such a pitch of frenzy that you believe madmen strepsiades speak words of good omen and say nothing bad of clever men and wise of whom through frugality none ever shaved or anointed himself or went to a bath to wash himself while you squander my property in bathing as if i were already dead but go as quickly as possible and learn instead of me phidippides what good could any one learn from them strepsiades what really whatever wisdom there is among men and you will know yourself how ignorant and stupid you are but wait for me here a short time runs off phidippides ah me what shall i do my father being crazed shall i bring him into court and convict him of lunacy or shall i give information of his madness to the coffin-makers re-enter strepsiades with a cock under one arm and a hen under the other strepsiades come let me see what do you consider this to be tell me phidippides electrion strepsiades right and what this phidippides electrion strepsiades both the same you are very ridiculous do not do so then for the future but call this electrina and this one elector phidippides electrina did you learn these clever things by going in just now to the titans strepsiades and many others too but whatever i learned on each occasion i used to forget immediately through length of years phidippides is it for this reason pray that you have also lost your cloak strepsiades i have not lost it but have studied it away phidippides what have you made of your slippers you foolish man strepsiades i have expended them like pericles for needful purposes come move let us go and then if you obey your father go wrong if you like i also know that i formerly obeyed you a lisping child of six years old and bought you a go-cart at the diasia with the first obulus i received from the heliaia phidippides you will assuredly some time at length be grieved at this strepsiades it is well done of you that you obeyed come hither come hither o socrates come forth for i bring to you this son of mine having persuaded him against his will enter socrates socrates for he is still childish and not used to the baskets here phidippides you would yourself be used to them if you were hanged strepsiades a mischief take you do you abuse your teacher socrates were hanged quoth he how sillily he pronounced it and with lips wide apart how can this youth ever learn an acquittal from a trial or a legal summons or persuasive refutation and yet hyperbolus learned this at the cost of a talent strepsiades never mind teach him he is clever by nature indeed from his earliest years when he was a little fellow only so big he was wont to form houses and carve ships within doors and make little wagons of leather and make frogs out of pomegranate rind you can't think how cleverly but see that he learns those two causes the better whatever it may be and the worse which by maintaining what is unjust overturns the better if not both at any rate the unjust one by all means socrates he shall learn it himself from the two causes in person exit socrates strepsiades i will take my departure remember this now that he is to be able to reply to all just arguments exit strepsiades and enter just cause and unjust cause just cause come hither 
show yourself to the spectators although being audacious unjust cause go whither you please for i shall far rather do for you if i speak before a crowd just cause you destroy me who are you unjust cause a cause just cause i the worst unjust cause but i conquer you who say that you are better than i just cause by doing what clever trick unjust cause by discovering new contrivances just cause for these innovations flourish by the favour of these silly persons unjust cause no but wise persons just cause i will destroy you miserably unjust cause tell me by doing what just cause by speaking what is just unjust cause but i will overturn them by contradicting them for i deny that justice even exists at all just cause do you deny that it exists unjust cause for come where is it just cause with the gods unjust cause how then if justice exists has jupiter not perished to bound his own father just cause bah this profanity now is spreading give me a basin unjust cause you are a dotard and absurd just cause you are debauched and shameless unjust cause you have spoken roses of me just cause and a dirty lickspittle unjust cause you crown me with lilies just cause and a parricide unjust cause you don't know that you are sprinkling me with gold just cause certainly not so formerly but with lead unjust cause but now this is an ornament to me just cause you are very impudent unjust cause and you are antiquated just cause and through you no one of our youths is willing to go to school and you will be found out some time or other by the athenians what sort of doctrines you teach the simple-minded unjust cause you are shamefully squalid just cause and you are prosperous and yet formerly you were a beggar saying that you were the mysian telephus and gnawing the maxims of pandelatus out of your little wallet unjust cause oh the wisdom just cause oh the madness unjust cause which you have mentioned just cause and of your city which supports you who ruin her youths unjust cause you shan't teach this youth you old dotard just cause yes if he is to be saved and not merely to practise loquacity unjust cause to Phidippides, come hither and leave him to rave just cause you shall howl if you lay your hand on him chorus cease from contention and railing but show to us you what you used to teach the men of former times and you the new system of education in order that having heard you disputing he may decide and go to the school of one or the other just cause i am willing to do so unjust cause i also am willing chorus come now which of the two shall speak first unjust cause i will give him the precedence and then from these things which he adduces i will shoot him dead with new words and thoughts and at last if he mutter he shall be destroyed being stung in his whole face and his two eyes by my maxims as if by bees chorus now the two relying on very dexterous arguments and thoughts and sententious maxims will show which of them shall appear superior in argument for now the whole crisis of wisdom is here laid before them about which my friends have a very great contest 
but do you who adorned our elders with many virtuous manners utter the voice in which you rejoice and declare your nature just cause i will therefore describe the ancient system of education how it was ordered when i flourished in the advocacy of justice and temperance was the fashion in the first place it was incumbent that no one should hear the voice of a boy uttering a syllable and next that those from the same quarter of the town should march in good order through the streets to the school of the harp-master naked and in a body even if it were to snow as thick as meal then again their master would teach them not sitting cross-legged to learn by rote a song either palada persepolin danan or teleporon ti boama raising to a higher pitch the harmony which our fathers transmitted to us but if any of them were to play the buffoon or to turn any quavers like these difficult turns the present artists make after the manner of freeness he used to be thrashed being beaten with many blows as banishing the muses and it behooved the boys while sitting in the school of the gymnastic master to cover the thigh so that they might exhibit nothing indecent to those outside then again after rising from the ground to sweep the sand together and to take care not to leave an impression of the person for their lovers and no boy used in those days to anoint himself below the navel so that their bodies wore the appearance of blooming health nor used he to go to his lover having made up his voice in an effeminate tone prostituting himself with his eyes nor used it to be allowed when one was dining to take the head of the radish or to snatch from their seniors dill or parsley or to eat fish or to giggle or to keep the legs crossed unjust cause ay antiquated and depolia-like and full of grasshoppers and of secades and of the buffonian festival just cause yet certainly these are those principles by which my system of education nurtured the men who fought at marathon but you teach the men of the present day so that i am choked when at the panathenea a fellow holding his shield before his person neglects tritogenia when they ought to dance wherefore o youth choose with confidence me the better cause and you will learn to hate the agora and to refrain from baths and to be ashamed of what is disgraceful and to be enraged if any one jeer you and to rise up from seats before your seniors when they approach and not to behave ill toward your parents and to do nothing else that is base because you are to form in your mind an image of modesty and not to dart into the house of a dancing woman lest while gaping after these things being struck with an apple by a wanton you should be damaged in your reputation and not to contradict your father in anything nor by calling him iapetus to reproach him with the ills of age by which you were reared in your infancy unjust cause if you shall believe him in this o youth by bacchus you will be like the sons of hippocrates and they will call you a booby just cause yet certainly shall you spend your time in the gymnastic schools sleek and blooming not chattering in the market-place rude jests like the youths of the present day nor dragged into court for a petty suit greedy pettifogging knavish but you shall descend to the academy and run races beneath the sacred olives along with some modest compeer crowned with white reeds redolent of yew and careless ease of leaf-shedding white poplar rejoicing in the season of spring when the plane tree whispers to the elm if you do these things which i say and apply your mind to these you will ever have a stout chest a clear complexion broad shoulders a little tongue large hips little lewdness 
but if you practice what the youths of the present day do you will have in the first place a pallid complexion small shoulders a narrow chest a large tongue little hips great lewdness a long cephism and this deceiver will persuade you to consider everything that is base to be honourable and what is honourable to be base and in addition to this he will fill you with the lewdness of antimachus chorus o oh, thou that practisest most renowned high-towering wisdom how sweetly does a modest grace attend your words happy therefore were they who lived in those days in the times of former men in reply then to these o oh, thou that hast a dainty seeming muse it behoveth thee to say something new since the man has gained renown and it appears you have need of powerful arguments against him if you are to conquer the man and not incur laughter end of part two recording by expatriate in bangor maine